Hey, everybody, it's John, and thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks our way so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way, and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. Steal This Beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer, over beer, by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. All right, hey y'all, it's five o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton, and What's this up? gentleman, this gentleman, full of vim and vigor, and a new joie to steal this beer is. <laughs> I am John All. Um, I don't know if it has anything to really do with the podcast. Let's 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 be honest. Um, although I will say that I have had a lot of fun in the in the last few weeks traveling around the Pacific Northwest. I'm back home now, but. Uh, in the Pacific Northwest and uh, running into folks at places like Single Hill Brewery uh, in Yakima Valley, where where folks were were a big fan of of the show and what we're doing and uh, running into to, 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 to people who enjoy the blind tastings and our uh, our, our honesty about pints <laughs> in front of us. And the, uh, the, the general Wait, banter. There, there, there's a comment that went along with that. Go a little deeper to whatever made you say that sentence. The the what? The honesty about the beers? Yeah. Um, like, is it is it the one with the uh, the unicorn farts in it that that we attacked? What was that one? No, it was. It, it's always <laughs> just. Um, uh, I, I was talking to one brewer who was uh, saying, you know, I, I try to guess along with you as to, to what it's going to kind of be. And then one of you will say something that would you, normally sound off putting in a, in a general situation, but that seems to work for the beer. And then it all makes sense. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. So hey, he's, talking, he's talking about my, my gross notes where I'm like, it smells a little bit like armpit. But yeah, I like there, 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 there's certain <laughs> things like that, that, that will come up or, you know, uh, how we usually say, if there's a beer that we don't particularly enjoy, can we get through this one quickly and then spend <laughs> the next 18 minutes dissecting it and uh, just keep coming back to it. And then the ones that truly offend become parts of the show, uh, like <laughs> the running commentary on the show for months later, yeah. So fuck you, Goose Island. So it, <laughs> it was fun. And then, you know, the, the questions that I usually get from people, and this has been seven years now of this is, uh, is Augie really like that in person? And I, <laughs> and I say, what? And they go, you know, and I was like, 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 like a, like a talker, uh, somebody who is, who is opinionated. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, no, that's, there is no filter on this show. There is no, yeah, no show no. persona of Augie Carton. And they're like, boy, no wonder you're exhausted. And I said, damn right. It's, you know uh, what's funny about it is I think I I'm nicer on this show than I am in real life. Like, if you and I weren't recording and I wasn't trying to be positive about beer, yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's you know, I it's, I think my guiding principle on the show is don't yuck somebody else's yum. And I try to try to stick to that in my heart when we're recording, but you know, when we're not recording, I am yucking the fuck out of everybody's yum. So, so I think, the, I think, I think your answer is erroneous. I think, I think in real life, I'm fucking catty and mean and right. I'm, 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 tr I'm trying show, to try keep, to be better. I'm trying to keep the, <laughs> Uh, the legend of Augie Carton alive. Um, Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Buddy. You know, with the understanding, <laughs> and this is this is really true for everybody who's listening. Never meet your heroes. Oh, it's so cruel! So cruel. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's probably true, though. <laughs> it's super true. Um, <laughs> hey, Justin's on vacation this week, but Brian Cass is sitting in the uh, Justin Kennedy seat. How are you, Brian? Yeah, Cass? we should establish that there is no accomplice. It's just us reading letters again because we put out a request for letters and we got some. So we're doing a letter episode. Yeah, Cass! And, we, and we put out a request for guests and we got none. So <laughs> is yeah, that right? I don't know. Uh, that's a Kennedy question. I d- <laughs> I love Justin's people... on vacation this week, so he doesn't have to answer. Yeah. You're talking about you're talking about meeting people out on the road. I love when people ask me, like, so who's coming on the show? Or like, hey, sorry, guys, I got to like last night I was in the brewery and at like eight. I was like, got to go. Got these people in. got to feed them dinner. Got to get to sleep. We're doing the show early tomorrow. And somebody's like, who's on? I was like, no fucking idea. <laughs> I was like, I opened that email as we record. I have no fucking idea. And then it turned out it was Sean Lawson, which is delightful. What a happy surprise. Um, a great way to kick off to Sunday, no doubt. As we as so, we crest here into midday, um, we have we have a few letters. Do you Should have just, the beers, Cass? I don't have the beers, but I do know what you're drinking. How do you this know first... what we're drinking for this show? But you didn't know what we were drinking for the last show. Well, Kennedy, Kennedy, yeah. Oh, all right. Did some producing mid episode, last episode. At a boy. Well, anyway. you, I'm sorry you don't have it because I really think you would love this first beer. This is a good beer. This is I, this first. This yeah. is a, I definitely have had that beer, and I'm very jealous that I don't have one. So okay, I well, hope don't you gentlemen enjoy away. it. Shut up, we're drinking it. All right, so read us the first letter. We'll do the first letter, and then we'll talk about this beer. But I am really liking sipping on it while you read to me. Yeah. Put on, put do, do your do your Heather's voice and read us a letter. All right, Joseph. Evil Evil sends us something here. Uh, Kennedy, my man, aside from the Harsh beer, is there any other? Is there another style that can take over the craft beer industry like IPA did? <laughs> I mean, it's probably cream ale, right? I mean, hmm. so actually, that's a fun. I want to get back to what you just said, John, but I think. So here's the problem. Everything gets called an IPA because that's what everybody buys, but nothing's an IPA anymore. Right. So I think, I think what you need, I think the answer to this question is we would need to consider a maltier profile and how that would appeal to people because what I think we're doing when we say IPA in this letter these days is talking about hops like beers that feature hops in an aromatic role is now IPA and no matter how you get there it's just an IPA and so right now the on-trend beer so much so that even I'm thinking about making one is the cold IPA Mm -hmm. um and that's actually closer to an IPA than a lot of the other shit that's been called IPAs like pastry IPA, candy IPA, fruit IPA, and sour IPA. And you know what I mean? But Are people calling things candy IPA? Is that a thing? I just did. One. Or is that just one brewery that we know? I just did one because you fucking put candy in it. What else would you call it? It's okay. silly to call it fucking. Ugh, I hate bullshit. Confectionary. Um, but so I guess, I guess the question is, I guess the question is, can a malt driven beer distract from a hop driven beer? Do you know what I'm saying? Or, or a yeast driven beer? Saying. Um, and I don't know. I, even I, as a brewer who love to do all sorts of different shit, I still start all my thinking with that hop would be fun to do this with it. You know what sure. I mean? Like I sell to, every now, I guess the last time a grain did that was when somebody gave me my first thing called golden naked oats. And I was like, oh, that's fun. That's a cool flavor. Let's go fuck with that. But that was like six or seven years ago. And now when I'm like, oh, that's fun, go fuck with it. It's almost it's 99% of the time it's a hop. So if you'll accept my argument that what is identified as IPA is just hop forward beers. Yeah. Then no, I think we're I think we're here for a long time. But all right. So the interesting thing though is take over the world, right? So if if you want to think about where craft is and the overall marketplace. It's still about 13% of the overall marketplace. So 87% of quote unquote beer drinkers 
are not drinking inside of the craft category. And so they're probably drinking those lagers, you know, or they're, they're drinking, yeah. you know, some, you know, like the, you know, the yinglings of the world or, or, or that kind of thing. Uh, but et cetera. So if you want to get into growing craft where hops are still bitter poison for in the mind's eye of a lot of drinkers, something that is a little easier drinking like a cream. Like I wasn't being totally facetious. Like I think a cream ale or Kolsch or, you know, something Blondales, something that have an easy drinking profile that are not trying to be, you know, culinary forward or batshit crazy with ingredients or tainted with, with smoke. Um, you know, you have a better chance of growing, crafts share of beer by making beers that are approachable to that existing 87%. And then you can introduce all of this, the, the stuff from there. But, you know, I think there is potential for quote unquote, the next big thing in craft by reaching out of the hamster wheel that it's been in forever and trying to get new drinkers into the fold. And by doing that, it's making something that is familiar to them, which I think is why, you know, loggers have, you know, gained in popularity among craft brewers because they understand, well, maybe we can get some of those, you know, Coors Banquet dollars. So I don't know. Oh, is, I, it, I, is it, is it possible this beer's Coors Banquet? The minute you said that the flavor jumped up at me. <laughs> if, if this is a pint can of Coors Banquet, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to give Kennedy the highest of fives. Um, uh, it has that sweetness to it. <clears throat> that I don't always associate with banquet that I do maybe, maybe right. with a little bit more Coors Light. But so um, when, when you started your sentence with cream ale, that got in my head for this beer as well. And then I was like, but it doesn't have that, that paper cup flavor that screams nope. out cream ales to me. Um, yeah. It's definitely got a pretty sweetness to it. Um it feels more European to me than than banquet, but when you said it, I was like, it is that kind of like it's funny, the beer you were just saying crap needs is this beer, right? Like it's it's like a pretty clean, tidy, little yeah. bit of sweetness, little bit of fruitiness. The the problem with it, so when you were talking, I was hearing eight point seven out of ten times people are still drinking beer at the end of a work day. Um not at dinner and you know as you as you were making your case for that and as i sipped this beer i was like something like this but this one is a little too sweet for for i've just finished work and i'm having a beer agree um, but but this is a great if this is a lager it's like a great food friendly table lager because it's got some body as a result of that little bit of sweetness to it. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Well, all right. So wait, I did, I didn't do the thing. So what brings us together on steal this beer is a candid conversation of beer, which you're now hearing um, what it is, not what we thought it was, what it's doing, not what we were told it would do and how it tastes, not how hard it was to get uh, to facilitate that. We drink blind out of black glasses, Senor Justino Kennedido sent us these bomb wrapped in aluminum foil and we are sipping on them. Um, so I've got, like I said, I've got a pretty, pretty clean ferment, lightly Swedish. Sweet-ish, not Swedish. Right. Sweet with a T ish, right. not sweet with, with a, a D ish. Yeah. Um, although it's not unlike the, the, the slight sweetness to it is not unlike that Swedish porter we just had. Um, uh, disagree, but yeah. But it's, no, but it's clearly, this is clearly a bright yellow beer. Mm -hmm. um, and just, yes. Mm, fun to drink. Like I said, it, I feel like it wants to go, it feels, it feels old world to me. I feel like it wants, so you know what I'm envisioning right now is, you know those weird in your refrigerator kegs where you like pull the rubber tab out and. Oh yeah. It, it, it's like two and a half liters or whatever yeah. of like dap or dinkle acker or whatever <laughs> dap. Yeah. yeah. But it tastes like that. It tastes, it tastes like that's the best way to drink this beer. I, yeah. I think drinking this beer fresh on, on draft, even if it's in that serving, I, I would agree with that. Um, 
I've been trying to pick out hops in this just because, you know, we, we, we've been talking a lot about hops on, uh, in, in the past, but, um, there's not a ton there and what's there are very herbal floral, super fucking faint. Um, it's really the, 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 the malt content and you know, that, that sort of fruity, uh, uh, yeast ester that's coming through. Um, yeah, this is just one of those beers where, I I I, I want to say like oh hot weather kind of thing, but the truth no. is no. I, I any time of year like I'm gonna drink this. Like this could be like dead of winter. Um, this is a good like midday beer. Dead of winter, having a day, need a beer to kind of take the edge off, but still have to go back and do work. So there, there's a bar in Asbury Park called the. You know the Asbury Park Beer Hall or Beer yeah, Fest or Hall, yeah, Fest Hall, and it opened with, you know, thirty-seven German beer taps, and they had a pretty great chef work in there. And one of the things you could get if you were a pre-planned big party was like a wooden board with five or ten sausages on it and a pile of mustard and like a steak knife, and it was just fun to drink like liters. I remember those of yeah. of beer like this, and like stab a sausage and eat it and and that's where i want this beer i okay. feel like this beer has just the right sweetness to take go beyond your brats and go to those you know those jaeger schnitzels or whatever that have like a little coriander ground in them or whatever the veal schnitzels in those that that board of meats wants this beer i'm i'm gonna agree with you and add that maybe i want a good bowl of stew along with this mm. All right, so I think All that's right. enough about this. What beer. are we drink? It's, what are we drinking? We're, we're making you, it sound like it's the most important beer in the world. Like it's, like it, it's, it's definitely, been, and it's a fucking. Well, it's, it's definitely fucking, one of them. It's 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 Gaffel Kolsch straight from oh, Cologne. It's nice. nice. Yeah, it's yeah. a fantastic yeah. beer. And as it's as you guys beer. are tasting through it i'm I'm diving in on a website, which I I invite uh, all the thieves to go check it out. July, it looks like. Go check out their website. A lot of information on on the style. Beer. I don't think I've had Gaffel in a while. Man, I, had, I don't, I, I don't know Gaffel if I've had Gaffel since I was in Cologne in 2017. You know what's funny? 16. Cass, Cass, we need your expertise here. What? So this is a one pint can, but it feels like it's just slightly taller than my cans. Hold on. I'm going to grab one a can. point. Come. Pint plus nine point nine. So 16.9. So it's, yeah. so it's a, it's a, yeah. So it's just it's like the European pint sitting, sitting next. So, but sitting next to one of my beers, it, it looks like it's an Astanga. Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of a little bit oh, taller is... and a little bit skinnier. And it's a, a pint can. it's a ball can. Is this so imported by total beverage solution, Mount Pleasant, is ball exporting cans and then importing or do they might have, those? they might have a plant overseas. Um, I'd have to dive into that a little more. I mean, I know who brings it, us in in New York city, uh, Mr. Ed Raven there from Greenpoint beer and ale, uh, and his, his Barbary lane where I've definitely had this on tap many times. Um, it's such a nice beer. It is. Ooh. So, so this is the interesting thing. So I'm unpacking this can as we're looking at it. Uh, it has the seal on there that says protected geographical uh, indication, and it's real Kolsch only when it's from Cologne is yep. what the uh, is, is what the can says. But what's more interesting was I, I assume that this was the packing date of uh, uh, and I'm going to guess this is now because it's European uh, May 7th of 2023 and uh, it's your best 0705 and on the can it says unopened best before see bottom of can so this is well past its best date uh, i wonder if that's why it was showing sweet maybe but it's i mean because god we still love the beer oh no i i i really like the beer but like i said it's it stuck out as sweeter to me than i than i would think of as a kolsch and definitely gaffle and i wonder if the hops that you can't find fell right. off and that's why fell off yeah on may 8th that yeah. minute that minute was like we're out of here <laughs> goodbye 
it's the timer in an action movie where it just it counts down and then the hops just boom testament's a good Um, packaging that it tastes good so so what i wanted to say when you brought up cream ale as the possible future what i love about cream ale and i wish we could go back in time and rebrand ipa all these IPA trends is cream ale because cream ale is such a bullshit thing. Um, and it's so American and it's so North city of Rochester is going to disagree with you, but yeah, no, they're, they're, they, they would have to agree with me if you know what cream ale is, right? So cream ale, one of all, first of all, isn't meant to be creamy. It's a hundred percent meant to be dry and crisp. And it was yeah. North East brewers trying to compete with loggers popularity. Yes by any means necessary so really all you're saying when you say cream ale is cold fermented ale yeast right and and it it's got like really weird liberties with grain bills because you were trying to make the driest thing ever so there's nothing wrong with corn six row instead of two row is actually probably better for the style there's all these things, but but there's no rules because it was just a catch-all phrase to try to steal some market share um, behind whatever. So I love making cream ales, and I try to always use Six Row. I try to use Chico or Kolsch at a much colder temperature than I usually would, and am happy to fuck around with things like dextrose and you know my coffee cream ales and all that but because it was just this marketing term and has such liberties and what it can be so if you go back in time to the northeast jumping into the ipa trend with you know our all our all aroma hop additions and just call them cream ales i think you're more authentic to what a style was than yeah. you are with the IPA term. You know what I mean? I, I, so, I and it's a, it. and it's an indigenous Northeast product. So it, you know, had, had Mr. Lawson who was just on the show or, uh, you know, Hetty Topper been like, I hopped the fuck out of a cream ale instead of, I made my version of an IPA. I think it'd be an interesting twist in how the world went. And I think it would be just as just as reasonable to to phrase it that way. Um, the other way that I was going to start that answering that letter before I was at the Great Canadian Beer Festival uh, two weeks ago, which is in Victoria and British Columbia. Uh, which, by the way, if you ever wanted to go to one of the great insert country here beer festivals, the Canada one is surprisingly fun. It they feels fucking like a, love beer in Canada, my friend. Yeah, I know. But it feels like it's just a really cool community beer festival. You know, all they have beer from all of the different provinces that that, that come out. It's mostly BC beer because it's hard to ship beer around Canada. But a couple hundred breweries, and it's in this you know, soccer field in the middle of downtown Victoria. It, it was cool. a really fun thing to go. It didn't have any of the overhyped commercialism of GABF. Um, uh, they had a lot of Cascale, just like the Great British Beer Festival, because Camera was a founding sponsor of, uh, of this particular fest. But the point that I'm trying to make is, uh, or get around to in a roundabout way, is I struck up a conversation with a guy um, who was very, very serious and very, very disappointed that Gruits are not more popular these days. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 he he's he's really trying hard. Like he he's out there trying to convince brewers that they should be doing more Gruits. And um, weirdly Wait enough, a second, the aren't gr- we? Is isn't what Magnified do does making Gruits? <laughs> No, they add, isn't isn't Gruit just anything that isn't hops for your flavoring? Uh, I am pretty sure Magnify uses hops in their beer. Some it's a combination okay, of some. herbs <laughs> by by the style of beer. Um, mugwort. But, you need a lot well, of mugwort. Yeah, you need a lot of mugwort. <laughs> you need a lot of mugwort. <laughs> and whore, and whorehound and ground ivy and common heather. Sweet gale and yarrow. <laughs> I think I think all of those things are in powdered ice cream. 
Um, <laughs> very, very true. Um, but weird, weirdly enough, there were one or two breweries at the Great Canadian Beer Festival that were pouring gruets. And did you sit, walk that guy over there personally to see no, the he, smile he, on his he, face? He, he, point, he pointed me to those particular breweries. Oh. Um, and I went to one as I was leaving to, to head back into the to the mainland and then back into the U.S. Um, called Howl Brewing, which had some gruets on and also had two Rauk beers on tap oh, as wow. well. So clearly These Howl Brewing. Hate money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love this brewery. I gotta yeah, go work no, with how, Howell. How, Howell was awesome. They you have should get them on the show for profitability. Yeah, um, that's amazing. You They're said, doing you some said really two cool Rauk stuff. Beers now, and gruets. Two Rauk beers, and they had a. Um, let me see if I could find it real fast. Uh, their their menu because it had. Let's see, their menu had. Got my hop farm photos, got my chuckanut, got my all right. Here we go. This was what they had on tap. They had a a, a pale ale, they had a blueberry cucumber mint ale, they had a mm. Norwegian wheat ale, a dark maple sour, a hefeweizen, beechwood smoked IPA, a blackberry spruce tip ale, medieval gruet, rauk beer, yes. Vienna lager, uh, a garden city gruet. So they have two gruets and two Rauk beers on, and then they have a sati. Wow. Yeah. And it's all to go in 650 mil bottles. So how many did you buy? <laughs> as many as fit into the trunk of the rental Mustang. That's amazing. You must have been a shambles that night. <laughs> was it a convertible? Um, I can only I'm picture you in a convertible. convertible. It was not, it was not, it was not a convertible. It was an electric blue uh an electric blue mustang that when i got to the seattle airport and i had 10 days in the pacific northwest it was you know pick any car in the in the row it hurts and i was like i could get a honda crv i could get a chevy malibu holy shit is that a mustang it's not (laughs) it's not a practical family automobile but i was traveling by myself and you know willing to spend uh, on gas it's a new uh, lease um... on life when you when you drive something (laughs) like that rental car lottery um <laughs> I hope you included it in your content uh for for all yeah. of that. Yeah. I uh yeah it's a, you, you it's the the that list of beers in the trunk of your Mustang sounds like page 9 of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> I was just getting the customs at the Peace yeah. Arch when the you know what I mean? kicked I, in. I, I, <laughs> gra- I grabbed my I grabbed my Red Sea, you know, convertible and filled it up with Ruit and Ralph beer and a quarter raw ether. And- <laughs> yeah, when I got when I got to customs and they said, do you have anything to declare? And it's like, well, I got some mugwort in the trunk. Yeah, nothing, nothing but my genius. Um, well, speaking of Gruitz, anyways, we have another so letter. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, let's, oh, let's yeah. read that letter. Speaking of Gruitz. <laughs> Well, actually, it's not speaking of Groot. I was going to say, make a transition out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, sir. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're going in a different direction. My mugwort mugwort crop was down this year. Do you have any (laughs) tips for best practices? Uh, Rehydrate. uh, Jason Scofie writes us again. Thank you, Jason. How many many letters? I love Scofie. This is Jason's job. Scofie delivers. Hey, he's got one. We need a. We need we need who's our drug act drug addled dexedrine writer Sizer Kose. I, mi- yeah. I miss those letters. Where are you? Where are you? Thanks for filling in, Scofie. We love you. All right. So it, what's the question now? Uh, something I think you'd like to talk about. Hop waters. Has anyone on the show tried them yet? At first, I thought they were going to be a gimmick but I was pleasantly surprised by Sierra Nevada and Lagunitas offerings. It quenches the beer taste during the week, and some are labeled as gluten-free. Signed, Jason S. I had the Sierra one not not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, and buddy brought me a couple cans. I thought, oh, it was pretty pretty nice, you know? Kind of start the day. You don't want to start drinking, but you want a little taste of something. It's definitely a good way to start the party. You want to start drinking. You're just unable to for professional reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I would have had two. Horrible, I would have had what horrible profession is that? <laughs> I think at finding the place of a beer to to start today, to ease you in, and you're off to the races. As I back it up with the double IPA. So so Scope, 
Scofridge. Uh, I, like, I like that you start with the non-alcoholic cop water and then immediately just jump into double IPAs to 8. make up for lost time. Yeah. Um, Scof actually asked me this directly. We I, we DM'd about this. I have not been impressed with them. When I was doing some some deep dive NA stuff, I don't know that I had either of those three mentions, but I feel like didn't Chief give us one of them on the show? But anyway, um, no. The other thing he liked was the hop lark hop teas, which I have tried, and I was so nonplussed by those beverages. Um, you know I like a good cup of tea, and you know I like a good beer, and the things I had out of those cans were neither a very good tea nor a very good hoppy representation, and I moved on. Um. When it comes to seltzer drinking, which I guess is what that is, you all know I really like like just a couple dashes of bitters in my seltzers or just seltzer. Or maybe a you know, maybe a lemon. But I'm not a big flavored seltzers guy. And if I am a flavored seltzers guy, I want them to be pretty deep and thorough flavors like Angostura or the other traditional bitters. Um and roots and all that shit. Maybe if they're, you know, maybe I want a Gruet seltzer, but I don't think, I don't think I want a, um, you know what I mean? I just, th- those things don't really jump out at me. Hops without body doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I agree with you. I've had, I've had them. I think they're fine. Typically they, they leave me wanting and, there's something about the lack of the other traditional ingredients, you know, like you're saying like body behind it, Um, you know, hops without malt hops without uh, yeast characteristic uh, just it it feels like you're only getting, you know, it's a puzzle with a missing piece kind of thing. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's funny. So the yeast is a good point too. Whereas, so, you know, I've been pushing the notion that New Jersey should make our own IPAs. And when I make hazies and pitch Kulsh, I identify them as New Jersey's versus any Northeast. Um, but that's a, that's kind of like my favorite thing right now is we're writing up like, you know, fucking around with this new hop that I'm in love with called um, Try Something or whatever. Trident. Um but when you're writing that recipe and you're picking, all right, do we want to pitch Conan in this one? Do we want to pitch Chico in this one? Do we want to pitch Kolsch in this one? Do we want to try something different? You're picking how fruity you're going to push what the hops are bringing with the yeast esters. You know what I mean? And devoid of that wrinkle, I find the hops are a little boring. You know what I mean? It, do you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? It does. Know, that, that's without the, so without that i guess the body of the malts and alcohol or because you can do non-alcoholic beers i like because i guess some sugar covers for lack of alcohol and body but yeah just hops on water i feel like i feel like the magic is the four ingredients and how they push each other around not two ingredients yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so that yeah. that's my answer to that question, Scope. But I will, like I said, you guys know me. I will try anything, anytime. And if somebody makes one that blows me away, I'm obviously going to immediately start trying to figure out how they did it, try to do it myself. But so far, I'm much more intrigued by what Chief's doing with NA, same, and what Kulbaki's doing with gluten free, than I am with the other stuff. Agreed. Um. All right, so that's the answer to that question. Let's talk about beer two. Speaking of Gruitz, how how much mugwort is in this beer? I am I am confused by this beer. So I am also confused by this beer because it's got a. You know how sometimes when we drink things with cherry i get cinnamon even though there's no cinnamon there uh-huh i think i'm drinking something with a different fruit but getting clove 
Yeah, I'm not getting cherry so, off of this, but yeah. But I'm getting some fruitiness, and it's like it's like it's a soured fruit, like like the fruit was left out and started to ferment. Um rather than like it was a fermented fruit. Um anyway, I've got some fruit. I've got a lot of clove note, which I'm assuming, unless there's clove in it, is a Belgian ferment. Um, I like it, but there's this weird sour fruit note immediately prior to the clove finish that is more befuddling me than anything else. That That's where I'm getting tripped up because it's sour and it's tart and it's, it's one of those, you know how like sometimes you get like a, it, it, this is not peach, but sometimes when you get like a peach and it looks like it's ready to eat. And then you take a bite and you're like, Oh, not quite. Yep. Um, yep. That's what this fruit is reminding me of this fruit note. That's coming through where it's, it's tart and it's sour, but you don't expect it to be. And it's, it kind of messes with the brain a little bit um, that, and that clove that you were mentioning really comes through um, more and more and more uh, as I've been sipping on this, trying to figure out what that fruit note is. And it is now becoming the dominant, the dominant flavor on my palate. Yeah, that's that. So that's the thing. Every time I think I can nail in, Oh, it's a lingon barrier. Oh, it's a, (laughs) it's a, you know, it, it's that, yeah. like it, could, it could be a red currant, maybe okay. like there's a little bit of acidity. There's a little bit of berryness to it. Maybe it's, you know, maybe this is Swedish beer number two and it really is lingonberries. But every time I get like, <laughs> oh, it's the clove rams it back down. And I'm yeah. like, nope, nope, it's still that yeast. Yeah, um, it's, you know, it's being clove. in high school, smoking clove cigarettes and then going right, and getting exactly. that cherry big gulp. And it's the cherry big gulp just still tastes like cloves. Yeah, like sounds like sounds like the worst combo ever. Uh, No, it's not. But here's the problem, Cass. It's not. Don't don't judge seventeen year old me. I was smoking. I was smoking Newports, and I don't even know what I was drinking. (laughs) Probably a Coca Cola. That was your anyway. You you were a Newport guy. Yeah, menthol man. Of course it was. Marble Marble Milds too. We do not but condone anyway, smoking uh, on this. We do not. Show. We do not condone smoking. But obviously, uh, a Turkish and domestic blend was where you wanted to be in the younger days. Oh, so I'll tell you what I, my love for flavor started when I quit smoking at thirty. Like I, I thought I was a foodie. I definitely worked in kitchens and cooked and loved wine and loved beer and loved cooking and loved all that shit. But when I was 30 and cause I used to be a, a heavy smoker. Yes, um, when I quit all, and it might just be replacing that behavior with this behavior, but all of a sudden it was, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, it was the fetishization of flavors that became apparent to me when I stopped smoking. And it always cracks me up when I see people in our business smoking, I'm like, you know, your job is to taste. Yeah. You know, no matter what you do in our business, whether it's you, whether it's me, whether it's Cass, if you can't reliably taste things, you can't be as good at your job. Agree. Cass isn't going to see that there's a problem on canning line four if he's not tasting beers well. You know what I mean? Like right. that's the first. Well, he's not going to. He's also not going to notice the the leak on canning line four if he's out uh, on his <laughs> out on his smoke on, break on, on a trip that's to right. Flavortown. <laughs> I think that's what they call it. Anyway, but but Cass, I don't want. We're doing that thing where I don't not like this beer. Yeah, I'm just befuddled by unless it is a gruit then I'm like fucking nailed it it definitely tastes like mugwort by the way Cass it was alive with pleasure that's that was Newport's uh, 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 yeah they really they really sold the way, like the whole the whole juicy fruit lifestyle you know just you're like still, you're having still, a good you're time you're still alive with pleasure you're just you yeah. know not smoking the not yeah. not smoking the Newports anymore. No, I'm you're just, just drink, I'm just drinking barrel aged smoked stout in Oktoberfest on a Sunday morning. 
And a, um, tw- and a 20 rack of nails. Yeah. <laughs> and a 20 rack of nails. All right, Kevin Smith. Yeah, shout, shout out. Right. You want to know what it is? Kevin Smith reference. That... <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. But you guys are drinking Tip Tap from Grimm. A, a canned condition saison ale with kumquats and blackberries. So you danced around everything that's that's literally in it. But uh, mm. all right, all right, there you go. All right. Kumquats. Yeah, refermented on berries in the citrus peel and all. Then we can condition to beer to a high degree of effervescence. A delightfully mild tartness makes itself known, but it originates in the acids found in the fruit themselves rather than in a mixed culture. Recommended as a tasteful oh. alternative to fruited hard seltzer, <laughs> 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 and it, it comes in at five point three percent. So you know it's a, a a sessionable beer. Um, shout out to the Grimms. Yeah, that's that's it's, it's, a, ni- it's a nice little beer. I will say I have a little bit of uh, gaffle culture, so I'm gonna go back to that. But yeah, oh, that's gonna taste lovely. That's gonna taste lovely. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder if that. that sweetness drops off behind the behind the kumquat. Anyway, there you go. So I, I guess kumquats plus blackberries makes sense in my head as a red current. Sure. Um, all right, we moving got, on. We got let's another letter. Here. You have one more letter. Let's do one let's more. Do the last letter. Do it. And, this one's a little. This one's a little. A little loaded here. I have to read somewhat of a paragraph. Um, but uh, shout out to Niles Rattle if I'm pronouncing that correct. But he writes yeah. like Nile. Niles. 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 He's got an S. Kennedy, so my man. <laughs> Kennedy, my man. A question for Augie. Thinking nope. of the where would you drink this portion of the black glass? Where do you prefer to enjoy spirits, wine, or beer over others? Also, I cracked open my first bottle of sticks and stones, and I'm so happy that I bought a second bottle. If it somehow got lost in the interwebs, I emailed a question for the chief anniversary episode. What would the sticks and stones equivalent beer? Or equivalent beer B with Chief and for Hall, what is what a surprise? Ah, Augie's gonna have to get into that in a second, but then there's a second part to the question oh, okay. for you, Hall. What's a surprising Hrausch beer food pairing that everyone should try? So, Augie, tell everybody what the hell Sticks and Stones is. Obviously, we know if, if you listen to the show, um, this is the Evan Watson beer Evan. where you guys made the Stein beer, correct. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what's funny? Oh, and how would you one. and how would you okay. make how, basically how would you make it? He's excited that he's had this beer and uh, it is a very good beer. Um, I actually had it how would you... on the farm last Saturday. No, oh, I was so up I... on the farm last Saturday night drinking sticks and stones. So, so how would you make it mind. with chief? How would you make it with chief? Is is the question? Being that it's such a chief, a chief unique... would never let that level of bullshit happen inside of that beautiful brewery. <laughs> you no, know, you know I got chief to make a bullshit beer once, dude. I put like slow berries into a beer with Chief once. Um, is that before really... he moved into this beautiful new we facility that is pristine? That is, yeah. oh yeah, we did it a in my German per machine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> a German per machine. That's a good, that's, that's a good descriptor. Um, so here's the thing. The two, I think John's actually answered the question for me. Chief is such a different brewer than Evan is and, and brings out such a different side of me. If, if I was going to do if Chief was like, what do you want to do with me? It would be some progression of temperature changing, not some progression of, you know, what I mean? like I, I might want to do like a, you know, like a, how many decoction levels can we go to beer with Chief? And how many dropping temperatures can we hop at, right? Like, if you ask me to be like, all right, what do you want to do with Chief? It would just be an exercise in silliness. Like, what if we put one pound per barrel of mosaic in at 100C, 90C, 80C, 60C, 70C, 40C as we knocked into the fermenter? You know what I mean? Like that's that's the kind of experimentation Chief makes me want to do. Um, the the first there was actually a first question there about like seasonality drinking, right, or time of day. Where, drinking. Oh yeah, yeah. Where, yeah. Where, Sorry, back backing like up to that. Spirits. Yeah, where do you prefer to enjoy the, these different uh, beverages? So uh, the answer to that is, I mean, I guess all the traditionals but it's it's really just 
you guys, we've talked before about my five ingredient margaritas, what I go to when I'm in a hotel bar planning to have a good time and don't trust their beers. Um, I don't, I, I like whiskeys after a bunch of beer drinking. I obviously prefer wine almost, you know, six out of seven days a week. I love a good Bloody Mary if it's before noon. Um, a good Bloody Mary, though. I hate a bad Bloody Mary. Um, I don't know. It's just the room and the person, right? What are you drinking? It's. I think we've talked about this on the show before, too, but yeah. I was once told a gentleman, you know, when somebody orders a drink for you, somebody buys around, you say, I'll have what he's having. That's the thing to do, not you drink. You know what I mean? So hopefully that drink I, doesn't suck. But I that's kind of that's kind of how I approach what I'm gonna drink, right? Like I walk in, I'm like, what do you what would you, you know, hey bartender, what do you want to make? What would you be drinking right now? And that's that's where I find I have the most opportunity. Does that make sense? Yes. Is that fair? Is that fair? Um, but if I don't trust them, if John and I are in a hotel in some foreign city, I talk them through the five ingredient margarita and we drink those um what about you hall there was a hall question in there yeah what is uh, the best the best smoked beer food pairing that everyone must do um honestly fresh locks and a uh, a smoked porter i think is Ooh. is the is the way to go you want good alaskan smoked salmon uh, along with a smoke porter. And I typically don't do smoke and smoke, but it is one of those things where Alaskan Brewery used to do this thing at the Great American Beer Festival every year. They had this after party uh, for the judges where uh, they would pour that year's smoke porter and they would fly in fresh Alaskan smoked salmon. And it was always one of these really fun pairings Um where the the fattiness uh, and the richness of the fish uh, would stand up to that uh, sweet coffee, chocolate smokiness of the porter, and it's it's just one of those really fun pairings. I mean, obviously, you know, you have a Bomberg onion. You can, you know, there's a lot of you know fun cheeses you can do um, with, uh, with 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 Ralk beer, and I'm just saying that to piss Hoggy off, but you nailed um, it. There's uh thank you. Um, it's part of my happiness routine these days. And, I love it. Um, I love it. It's so well thought out. But but salmon, <laughs> but salmon is uh, uh, one of those ones that I think everybody should try. But you say that's yeah. a smoked porter. What about the loggers? Do you do you feel differently that something else should be paired with, say, smoked halibut? Uh, no. Maybe no. I don't know. I just I had one thing in my mind. Why do you got to keep asking me questions? Yeah, come on. What is this dude. an interview show? Jesus Christ! The right answer is a McDonald's hash brown. Um, <laughs> I think anything, anything really, anything goes well except smoke. more smoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then, so to tidy up sticks and stones, I like, you know, I like, I'm I actually like oysters. It. I like oysters and and a and a smoked house. Some a, char, a some charbroiled. New Orleans. Uh, yeah, some grilled, some grilled, some grilled oysters. Oysters. Gotta get, don't be using no flathead screwdriver. Get a real oyster knife. Um, yeah, so, so, and then the tie of sticks and stones. I, I think that beer's a miracle. I don't know that we'll ever try to recreate it. I'm glad you got it. I'm glad you have more. I don't know if Evan's selling it. But I was up at the brewery and he still had some more like to share with me. So if you're up there and you haven't had it, ask for it and go see Evan, man. That that farm is so much fun. We went for the last of, you know, how Evan plays on Saturdays or people play on Saturdays. We went for the last of those last Saturday. We stopped at Rossi and Sons and had mm. some pretty amazing sandwiches. Oh, um, if, you, if you all have watched The Bear, are you guys watching the show The Bear? No, not yet. Very good show on Hulu. A lot of fun, but it's all about an Italian beef sandwich. And because of that, I tried Rossi's Italian beef instead, as well as my typical roast pork with provolone and broccoli and the that, um, that is So good. Yeah. So fucking good. And the muffalata. And the Italian beef is by far my favorite sandwich they ever make. And I never would have tried it if it wasn't for this Hulu show. 
But yeah, if you're a thief and you're going anywhere near Poughkeepsie in your next couple weeks, days, months before before the farm tightens up for winter, get there and get that fucking Italian beef from Rossi on the way and and drink drink sticks and stones with Evan because it's and the best part, like any good live beer, like any good Evan project, it's a entirely different beer than it was a year ago. A year ago, it tasted like a you know a gin and tonic with a spritz of lime, and now it's all these really pretty like hawthorn flowers and oh, it's it's, it's fucking cool. It's it's a great beer. Go 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 drink that with Evan and have some fun. And if he doesn't have it, he's also got right now. He's got do you know we you know we don't talk about enough with Evan is the three percent barn beer garden beer. Mm. Yeah. I have, I have a bottle I, of that in the fridge. I was drinking the fuck out of garden beer the other night, and it was fun because I was watching a show and I didn't get too polluted and drank a ton of it. So he if did they're one out with of strawberries six, too, that was fun. Yep, he's got right now. He's got a fully spontaneous raspberry beer that's super super cool. Um, but yeah. Most dude, importantly, go- is the honey water back in bottles? Nope. Uh, and you know I asked. I know I know you asked. That's why I asked you. Yeah. No, dirty Every honey. Once in a while, I have to come still, to you for information. Still a top secret. Um, I have my last bottle still in my beer cooler, and I look at it every night and think about drinking it. All right. Well, I hope we answered all of your questions. Um, we're gonna get drink. back into the groove of having actual guests on the show again soon, though. Too. That's what Kennedy promises us. All right, y'all. We get are working us. on it. Hold Wait, on. We got to shout out the shit. Jeez. Always quick to always quick to leave. Stop yelling at me. Jeez. All right. Stay, hey. He's got a cotillion to go to. Uh, oh, it's not the uh, the regatta. That's not that's not today. The regatta. <laughs> uh, write thing. us letters. You know. Thing. Hey. Thank, hey. The letters made this episode, so thank you guys that uh write in. We really appreciate it. Write us letters at stealthisbeerpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us about your favorite gruits and whatnot. Follow us on all social medias at Steal This Beer. That's Facebook, Twitter, the Instagram. That's really it. Pretty sure they're all owned by the same company anyway. And then see what we're drinking on Untapped. That's <laughs> at Steal This Beer. Get at us, y'all. All right, y'all. Thank you. Get at us.